0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, it's Bronson Kafusi Draft Day. But will he be the only BYU player to have his name called this weekend? What are the expectations for BYU as a program? How many draft picks per year equals success? Plus, the high school coach of the Lone Peak 3 is now one of their college coaches. Quincy Lewis joins us and the WCC Golfer of the Year. Let's
1: go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer
0: Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Friday, April 29th. Wherever and however you're dialed in, nice to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Kevin Costner, film fanatic. Jerem Jordan.
2: Not true. You're the one yesterday that pumped up draft day. You love him in Waterworld. No,
0: actually. Um, <laughs> no. Kind of Field of Dreams. Best Kevin Costner movie? Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Hands down, better than Bull Durham.
2: I like Field of Dreams better.
0: Bodyguard. The edited versions, of course. The
2: Bodyguard. <laughs> A classic with Whitney Houston, which is the namesake for my sister. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Dance, is, Dance with Wolves was solid I wouldn't say it was the best but it was pretty good Is it Field of Dreams by default because you're a sports fan?
2: Because um, that Bull, helps. Dur- Bull Durham would apply that to that as well I, I know but I, I would say that Field of Dreams is one of the, the top five sports films of all time
0: What about for Love of the Game when he was a pitcher for the Detroit Tigers? Now had it been a different team maybe no I don't know Kelly Preston co-starred with him in that movie
2: Uh, I never thought we'd be breaking down this many Kevin Costner films. uh,
0: You're the Kevin Costner
2: um, film fanatic. I'm not anything that you make me out to be in these intros. There is someone, I can't remember who it is, they put together, they cut together audio of all these intros that you do. Because every day you throw (laughs) one out there.
0: We need to find somebody that comes up with like the top ten best, most random ones. Have there been ten best Ones. There have been 10 random ones. Not yeah, so sure they've Yeah, ra- be yeah best. random,
2: yeah. The best <laughs> is for debate, right? I, I, w- I would like the committee, the former BCS committee, to come up with those. Yeah, what are they up to right now? They are the college football playoff people. It's <sighs> the same people.
0: Kevin Costner. Clear they just, they just, the mechanism is what he says to focus as a pitcher and for love of the game.
2: There are people that you, someone's told us that on the show in an interview.
0: Clear the mechanism.
2: I can't remember who it was. Huh? I think
0: that's actually pretty cool.
2: It's amazing. I love it. What else are we doing here?
0: I don't know. <laughs> Let's go with this. Did anybody watch the NFL draft last night? I watched every second. I did, and I was calling a BYU baseball game. Oh, yeah. But I was paying close enough attention to know that California quarterback Jared Goff was drafted number one overall. Do you remember when? I remember him. BYU football closed out the regular season in Berkeley at Cal against Jared Goff and won. Yeah, they didn't go to a bowl game that year. So if you can lead your team
2: to a winning season, you've got a shot at being the number one pick. Let's look at his numbers from that game. 38 of 60. He threw, he threw 60, ball, passes. 60 passes? Six times. 393, four touchdowns, and did have a pick. So Sky Pove had an interception. Michael Alisa, our very own Michael Elisa had, uh, I believe, a sack or just a, a quarterback hurry in that game. So he, t- he tweeted out a, a picture. Saying congratulations to Jared Goff. As is, he's like sacking Which is him. kind of a troll job, to be honest. <laughs> we should probably do something similar.
0: Oh, Okay, well then there's this. Okay, So BYU greater than number one NFL draft pick, at least in November of 2014, that was the yeah, case. Yeah, let's,
2: let's not get crazy. Pax and Lynch, by the way, also taken. That was mm. the next game
0: for BYU in 2014. By the Denver Broncos. And a loss. Listen to this. CNN Money, their Twitter account, tweeted about an artificial intelligent foosball table... Produced by BYU students. Interesting. You can play foosball against an automated Uh, team? And it reacted quicker than
2: humans. (laughs) We have a foosball machine in our break room here. We should play today. How cool is that? We should play the artificial intelligence. Yes. Or we could
0: just play against another team
2: of human beings. Soon, Terminator will become real life. And it starts with foosball Here at BYU.
0: BYU Sports Nation headlines, other than Terminator foosball. <laughs> BYU baseball beat Gonzaga eleven to two last night. Fourteenth time this season they've gone double figures in runs. Mike Rucker seven innings, one earned run, struck out six. He's nine and zero, most wins in the country for any starting pitcher. Game two tonight at eight Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio.
2: He tweeted this at Mike Ruck twenty seven. Remember, he transferred from Gonzaga. This is a this is a troll job too. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, the grass is greener on this side of the fence. Fantastic Win tonight, boys. Hashtag sorry not sorry. Hashtag wet
0: lather rinse repeat.
2: Yeah, exactly. I was <laughs> it's all bunched up into one so I'm like, what does it say? Sorry, not sorry, it is greener. <laughs> Listen, they went after him. Mike Littlewood told us on this show. We're, okay, were they were they Bush again yesterday? Could not so
0: much, but Mike brought that up again on our headset interview in the fourth inning where he said they went after Mike last year up and spoke in. Spokane. And we talked about he's like, We talked about that on your show. He wasn't he was not shying away from the fact that, that that hit us personal nerve for Rucker and he took it out on his former teammates last night. When
2: I'm eight 0 and uh you know one of the best pitchers in the country, I say bring it on, man. And he
0: brought it on. <laughs> Nine and zero. Bronson Kafusi draft day in the NFL. We're very confident that he will be drafted today. Uh, at least all of the expectations say he'll go in the second or third round. Check it out: ESPN NFL Network starting at seven Eastern. The latest Sports Illustrated mock draft has Kafusi going in the third round, ninety-fifth pick to the Detroit Lions. Would it really be? Another Detroit Lions BYU draft pick. That would be
2: amazing, right? That would be so much fun. And coming up uh, in the show, we'll tell you, we'll remind you where we have Brunskafusi, our selections, team and pick. We're playing close to the pin on his draft uh, selection. Coming up, Hey sapwa is the doubleheader at Pacific starting tonight, seven Eastern time. Good luck to the ladies.
0: Minor league update: Jacob Hanneman of the Tennessee Smokies. He's still a good baseball player. Two for five last night with a home run and two runs. That is a load of fun, good stuff on a Friday. And there's more to come. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU football draft ability.
1: As far as developing a player to get to the NFL, uh, we always, I mean, that's our purpose as coaches. The better they are, the better they become on the team, the better NFL potential they'll have throughout the year. it's, It's hard. We don't we don't focus on players to get to the NFL. We focus on the players that have success here in college and on the field, and uh, that's what we try to do. BYU Director of
0: Football Operations Russ T. Olivea joined us yesterday connecting the dots, saying make your players great in college, and that should translate to more NFL draft picks. Now, I know, not rocket science, but a good reminder because BYU, Jerem, has been trending the wrong way. We'll have more on that in a moment.
2: That's exactly right.
0: How many BYU players will be drafted in 2016? We know Bronson's going. Is there anybody else? Maybe your boy Mitch
2: Matthews. Maybe. And even then, I lean on the no end of that uh, more
0: than yes. I hope that he's
2: drafted because I want BYU to have multiple draft picks every year.
0: It'll probably be two at best, but how much does it matter? What are the expectations for BYU football as a program when it comes to getting guys drafted into the NFL? For the past decade, BYU football's objectives on the field have been centered on 10 wins, top 25 ranking, a bowl game win.
2: Can I add to that, beat Utah?
0: Beat Utah, last yes. Of years? Okay. Beat your rivals, win the state championship, absolutely. But what about the NFL draft? Not a ton of conversation about that. Is one draft pick a year a success? Is it two? What are the expectations? Which
2: is our Twitter question. How many BYU football players do you want to see drafted each year? Use the hashtag BYUSN, at JSJ35. What's my number? More. more. Yeah, exactly. More would be better. <laughs> now, to me, this number needs to be, it, it, uh, well, to set this up, I need to explain. Okay, the last five years, BYU has struggled to get guys in the draft. This will set it up a little bit, and it's our stat of the day.
1: It's the BYU Sports Nation
2: stat of the day. In the last five seasons, BYU has two picks. That's .4 per year. Two picks, last five? I've gone back all the way to 67. And BYU has never had a five-year dearth of draft picks like this five-year set. Only two picks. Two and five. Ziggy and Vanoy. That's it. This is pathetic. It's the worst five-year span of BYU and NFL draft picks. In Cougar football history, it's terrible. So, BOA has to ramp this up. So, if it's, and, and, and you, go, but you go back the last 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, the highest it ever gets in any of those sets over that time length is 1.8 when you look at the whole. When you look at the best six years of any time, which was 98 to 03, it was three per year. Wow. When you go 81 to 85, so McMahon to Bosco and Young and that whole era, right? When the rise really happened, like the peak of BOA football. It was 2.3. So that, given those numbers, I say one and a half. That is three every two years. I would like that.
0: And we have gone through the trouble of just making it in the first seven rounds because that's what the NFL yeah, draft is yeah, right that, now. That's what we're
2: talking about. Here, here's part of why I say only one and a half. And BYU isn't an independent. It's, it's just a little tougher to get guys here. You're selling the schedule. Once you lose, you're playing for the poinsettia bowl, right? It's, it's just tough. It's going to be tough to make a New Year's Six unless you go undefeated. They okay? face
0: some distinct disadvantages.
2: Yes. By choice. Those, you're handcuffed by choice, right? Honor codes is unique. Some guys want it. Some guys don't. You know, it's just, it is what it is. We know what BYU is. If you're watching this station, for the 99% of you know BYU is unique, and it chooses to be unique in that way. So BYU is in an interesting situation. I say one and a half for those reasons. I think that BYU has some great things going for it. I think that Kalani Sataki and his staff are going after a different kind of guy. A, a more talent kind of guy. By the way, seventy percent of the first round were four and five star guys. BYU's is not going to get five star guys. But ratings generally. don't matter, Jeremy. Oh, oh, they matter, man. And and it's not just first round. I I just say get drafted, period. I don't care what round per se. Although day one is awesome, day two is great too. Bronzakfusi is going to be a day two
0: guy. I'm not that much far off from what you say, but in the grand scheme of things and over averages, maybe I am way higher than you. I think. That one is the baseline, at least one per year, I think is like, okay, program standard. But I think two would be a success. And I think BYU recruits enough talent, and they have the staff in place now, that they can have two draft picks a year. There are 255 or so picks every year. BYU is a good enough program, and they get enough national exposure that I think they should have two draft picks each year. Yeah, th- I really th- feel like
2: that. That would be nice. The only reason I say 1.5 is because of what it's been over time. I just look over time, and I don't see that two could be a re- realistic number per se. Although the last couple of years, Utah State's had multiple uh, several years, right? I-, I looked up just some random schools to see if they yeah, had more or is, less than BYU. Where BYU, is BYU okay? compared
0: to other schools? So
2: you know who else had two or less the last five years? Abilene Christian had two. Kent State, Florida a and South Dakota.
0: They all had two hey, don't, the last five years. don't sleep on the rattlers of Florida A&M or the I Golden Flashes. I always do. You,
2: whatever. Ohio, not Ohio State, had three of the last five years. Do you know how many UConn had the last five years? I don't the, know, five? This killed me. Fourteen. What? UConn had 14 NFL draft picks. Now, you could argue, see, it doesn't matter. When, when BYU goes to Troy Warner and they say, come to BYU... They had to sell him on you can get to the league. We can get you to the league. Because every four-star is going, I could get paid to do this. The three-stars still think that. The two-stars are like, I just want a scholarship. The one-stars are like, at least I got a star. right? That's how it works. So if BYU is going to get more of these kind of four-star guys, they think they can make the league. You have to then get them there. You have to do
0: it. Now Here's something else to keep in mind. It's difficult for a return missionary to have the same strong case as other guys that are younger than him and haven't taken a two-year break in football. Because they're older, teams look at that as a disadvantage. The last two players drafted out of BYU, not returned missionaries, Ziggy Ansah and Kyle Van Noy. Now, I know some of you are saying, wait, BYU's had great success with guys that were undrafted. I mean, there are seven guys on NFL rosters in the past three years that went undrafted. Hey, that's that's good.
2: And, and guys that are making the 53. It's cute to make the practice squad to me. It's it's Alani Fua on the and w- Daniel Sorensen. And Robertson Daniel played in the playoffs for the Packers. It's those guys that I go, okay, if you can develop them a little bit more in college, At they get drafted. There's status. There's street cred to that. There's recruiting ability, right? BYU can't brag about its NFL... Uh, draftability to any recruit, they cannot. They Not cannot use it. in the last five it.
0: years. They need to be able to use that. Maybe if they win a few more games in independence, then a few more of those players get drafted. That plays into
2: it too. The current program standard: you're indie, you're an eight-win program on average the last several years. You're a you're a every other year draft pick kind of program. BYU can do better. It
0: can be better. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. join us. At BYU Sports Nation, how many BYU football players do you want to see drafted each year? Let's go to the Twitter machine.
1: You got tweets.
0: At Y for Life says two. It's not two blue goggle, and yet it is. Perhaps <laughs> no. I,
2: I, I say. I say that's probably a good goal. I, I multiple. think that yeah. that's fair. Yeah. Yes, absolutely.
0: BYU can recruit enough talent, especially now with. Recruiting heavy Kalani Satake, I think they can get two guys drafted each year.
2: I think if they don't get at least one and a half, I think there's an issue with the talent pool. Given what BYU wants to do, if you want to be a ranked team, you can't
0: be spitting out one draft pick every other year. At Melocopter. More than Utah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Listen, they are an NFL machine right now. And that's a that's maybe a great goal. That That's the biggest disparity between BYU football and Utah football, other than the result of the game right now the past couple years, is the NFL draft pick number.
0: At BYU State of Sport. I don't care so long as they don't post a video of them 10 minutes before the draft and it shows them drinking caffeine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> Up next... The Lone Peak 3. How about the Lone Peak 4? Quincy Lewis joins us in Studio B. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. If you don't already, what are you doing? And use the hashtag BYUSN.
2: Yeah, jump on Twitter. Create a Twitter. Uh, Follow at BYU Sports Nation for the latest. Hey, tonight... BYU baseball takes on Gonzaga eight Eastern time. Game two of the series. BYU won eleven two last night, led by the ace, the nine and zero Mike Rucker, which leads the country tonight. Hayden Rogers takes the mound for the Cougars, right-handed pitcher, uh, I believe. So should be a fun one tonight eight Eastern time.
0: The Rogers is four and one. The Rogers. The Rogers. Rodgers,
1: Ra- Rogers is the that Rogers guy at the games.
0: Is four and one. <laughs> Rucker 9-0. BYU right now, technically speaking, a half game in first place in the West Coast Conference.
2: Yeah, it's weird with half games because it's like win percentage. Not everyone plays the same amount of games because of rain, delay, whatever. So you just you figure out win percentage, and that's what you go with.
0: Our Twitter question today. How many BYU football players do you want to see drafted each year? At Corey Hatch says enough to win 10 games per season. So that's like three or four guys. Ten pros, including free agents. That's yeah.
2: a lot. Yeah, if you can supplement your roster with uh, you know, a couple free agents. Although, I would like to see the development of some of these become draft picks. I think that's where you can get that number a little higher in the draft is, hey, get a Robertson Daniel drafted.
0: Joining us now, a man who should have been drafted into the NBA. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> what? Does he even agree with that one? <laughs> Wagner, college superstar, and now BYU basketball assistant coach Quincy Lewis. Quincy? How, what went wrong with you in the NBA draft?
1: <laughs> Actually, I will tell you, Quincy Lewis was drafted into that's the right. NBA. Minnesota. <laughs> a gopher.
0: A gopher, that's right.
2: <laughs> a Quincy Lewis was drafted. He played for the Jazz as well.
1: Hey, I will tell you, uh, once when we were in or, my wife and I were moving into a condo. We were getting cable, and these two guys come to do the cable. My mo- wife's in the back room, and this guy goes, Look, I told you it was Quincy Lewis who lived here. <laughs> <laughs> They sound like a basketball trophy, says Quincy Lewis or something like that. So, (laughs) but I'm the original. Yeah, I'm the original.
2: They went to the Final Four, Quincy Lewis, and then what? Jackson. What was the guard's name? Bobby Jackson. Bobby Jackson. Bobby Jackson. Played for the Kings.
1: That's right. Yeah, some
2: guys. Little did you know, we'd be breaking down Gopher hoops. (laughs) The real
0: Quincy Lewis is in Studio B right now on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, We want to say thank you. early in this interview for tweeting from Madison yeah. Square Garden. We the thought first, that was so cool. The first tweet. From midcourt. The
2: first tweet from Quincy.
1: You're, you're welcome. You know, <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, you know, that that was cool. That was cool. That was a cool place. And, uh, hey, you guys put me up to it and I came through, right?
2: Absolutely. And you haven't tweeted since. So no.
1: We we want to figure
2: out how to get you to tweet a second time. Like, is there something we can put out there again that would – Cause you to tweet again. Isn't that
1: why we're meeting here again today? Mm-hmm. To figure out. To figure out, you know, I'm thinking, you know, it has to be something like a conference championship or okay. NCAA, something like that. I mean, <laughs> that's got to be something like that, right?
2: We, we were th- hoping something during the summer. Ooh, summer. Because the season's a little way, like, like next March is a little far for us. Yeah, we I'll throw we something out. stick right here. You we can throw s- one, yeah, it one month
1: some, it. it has to be something big though, right? I mean, yeah. we've set the bar pretty high right now. Like, like if you we know. come
2: to the Merritt Center and like make a half court shot before you do or something one day. Can we do something mm. like that? Then you'll tweet again, like, with the Lone Peak 3. It would be hard back. to
0: do. Oh, oh, how about that, coach? Yes. You with the Lone Peak 3 in the, in the newly renovated Marriott Center or the Marriott Center annex when it's completed. The
1: annex. Well, that's I like, October. Ooh, that it's is a little further, further away, but I like it. I like the train of thought here. You know, Ma- something big.
2: Marriott Center, we challenge you to have, if one of us, it could just be me, too. I'm, I'm pretty good at half-court chats. I don't know if you heard in Vegas. One and done. I just won. Made it.
1: I'm wondering if you can get
2: it to the rim. Oh, my gosh. Get out of here. <laughs> do, you, do you even know who you're talking to? We, I was ousted in the first round of the playoffs in Provo City. League. Like, that's the kind of athlete that I am. <laughs> okay. Mar- Marriott Center, half-court shot. Okay. Okay. If I make one before you, you tweet with the Lone Peak 3. All right. Like, they're back.
1: Hey, when we get into camp here in the, in the summer, we'll do it. It's on. Can hey. you take up all the gyms on campus? <laughs>
0: Jerem, don't screw it up, man. You've got to make the shot now.
2: Bring it on,
1: man.
0: More important things like actual games, not including Provo City League uh, for BYU basketball, just announced the Hoop Hall uh, spectacular, whatever you want to call it, in Los Angeles at Staples Center taking on USC. How did that game come to be in early December?
1: You know what? Uh, Tim Lacombe does a lot of our scheduling, and I'll tell you what, that guy that guy works really hard at it uh, to try and get us the very, very best games that he can get, and uh, that one is really exciting. It's part of a doubleheader, as you can as you can see right there. But uh, that one will be fun. Uh, Southern California was really good last year, and uh, I think they'll be good again.
2: The schedule is always uh, something fun that you try and put together in, in, during the summer, um, and you announce the non-conference, then you announce the conference later. But how's how's that uh, schedule coming with Tim LaCombe, I know, primarily running them?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I've seen some things that are possibilities and things that might happen, and uh, I, I think they'll be – a few others that come down the pipe that are just as exciting as that one
0: all right quincy lewis with us on byu sports nation we're talking about byu basketball when you want when you play in nba arenas what does that do for your team and their psyche and their mentality
1: you know what it's just such a good experience for your guys you know and you, you've been on the biggest stages and then uh, when you really get into that that conference tournament or an ncaa tournament then uh I don't think there's as many jitters or you know, or wide-eyed. I think you're, uh, you're ready to go. You've been there before.
2: In non-conference play, uh, potential plans just for the fans to know uh, in the Staples Center, as announced, United Center in Chicago, and Vivint Smart Home Arena uh, potentially as well. So exciting. Uh, what's it like to have the Lone Peak 3 back? That's, that's what we call them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the Lone Peak 3. You know what, I uh, it's really fun. You know, you, you see Teach come back here in the last few weeks, and then, uh, you know, Eric just recently. And what's really exciting to see how those guys are going to work with, you know, or, you know, the guys that we have like Elijah and, you know, and KD and some of these guys, and I I really see uh, that being a good fit. We
0: did a show with Eric Mika and Jamal Williams. Those were our two guests <laughs> uh, right before Eric went on his mission. So tons of personality uh, in your conversations you've had with Eric since he's been back, and it's only been a few days, uh, what's his temperament like as a return
1: missionary? <laughs> you know, uh, you know, uh, Eric goes on the mission, and you some guys come back and they're really in that mission mode. And I think Eric had a great mission experience uh, from talking to him. But Eric is Eric, you know, and, and and he's smiling, and he's 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 a little little bit of a goofball, and uh, but uh, it's part of what makes him such a, a good guy.
2: Taller, bigger, lighter, what? You know what
1: you know what he why he's he's all of 6'10. He's all of 6'10 and and maybe maybe a little bit more, you know, but a little, he, little he pasta. <laughs> You know what? He looks really good. <laughs> he looks really good. Uh it's something that you you can be concerned about a little bit at times, you know, you know that they'll work and get it off, but he looks really good.
0: When when was the first time you saw those three guys play together speaking of TJ Haas and Nick Emery and and uh, Eric Meek and you thought Wow, these these guys could be really special.
1: <laughs> Sixth grade. Sixth grade. <laughs> no, that would be the first time I saw them play together. Uh, you know, Eric was in my camp all the way through. You know, up until ninth grade, and then he left and went to Waterford, and you know that was another deal. But uh, then he came back as a junior, and I remember him walking in our gym to come to uh, summer camp before his junior year, and thinking he was about six seven at the time. but I looked at him, and I said, "Wow." Okay, let's see what this guy can do, and then we threw him out on the floor, and we're like, "Man, we we could be this could be something pretty special here for the next few years."
2: When did when did you realize as they continued to develop together, and and you got uh, Eric Mika, I think, just for a senior year, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So he sat out. He
2: played. Ju- he, he says, "I'm the only junior jazz player ever to be offered a D one scholarship." <laughs>
1: News stations used to go to his junior jazz game. That's 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 for real. KSL went. I mean, they went and did you know, did some film. We have pictures of him carrying ball bags on his shoulders, holding water bottles, you know, walking in the gym his junior year because he was like a red shirt, you know, was with what happened, and, uh, you know, it's crazy. It actually turned out, you know, to be a good situation for him. He really got to do a lot of individual work that year and kind of get his feet on the ground because he was not really ready to play at Lone Peak coming in as a, as a junior. He could have certainly helped us, but, uh, but that, that was a good year for him. And then, uh, really, you know, we took him out in the summer that year, and we played against big-time competition back in Boston, and different places, and the first thing you found out about him is he doesn't back down to guys. And then you then you saw how he could run up and down the court, and it was a matter of doing a lot of skill work with him to really you know get him to come around. And to his credit, he did it.
0: The excitement is obviously high for what those three bring to the table as well as what you bring back, as you mentioned with Elijah Bryan and Kyle Davis, and Nick Emery's now got a full year of experience under his belt. But still, there's that transition period after a mission, and it just, it just takes time. And in fact, it's been over four years since those three played – a game together I think it was the state championship that you coached in 2012 so what are your expectations in year number one with two of those three major players coming back off of a
1: mission yeah sure and that's a good point uh, I'm cautiously uh, enthusiastic about it uh, because uh, you can't expect Tiege and, and Eric you know be right away just to be right where they need to be it's going to take some time and, and some guys it takes a little bit longer You you can't always say when that's going to be one thing I do know about those guys, and we also, you know, the, the Dastrip kid who's coming back is a, is a heck of a player. Uh, you know, with those guys, they are committed to being really, really good. In their mind, their expectation, you know, for them is probably higher than what anybody else would have an expectation for them, and that's what you want. Um, but we're, we're still a young team, and Kyle Davis is be the only senior, and so that's why you, you have to be a little bit cautious. You know that you have some really good stuff coming in, but it's just going to take a little time.
2: What I love about these three guys is they are three of the nicest guys I've ever met in my life,
1: but they are punks
2: They're <laughs> on the court. I mean, like, they are physical, they are tough. Uh, when did you first see them kind of turn it on um, and then off the court be, like, the nicest dudes ever?
1: So let me get this straight. You like punks? You know, <laughs> I like on-the-court punks. Like, <laughs> on-the-court I want, punks, I want, okay. like, a nastiness on nastiness. the court. Nastiness. Okay, yeah. I like yeah. nastiness better, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh... Like I said, you know, we at Lone Peak, we put these guys in every single type, type of environment you can imagine. I mean, I go out and recruit in these different places in Philadelphia and New York where I've been the last few weeks, and, and i tell you what, they're, those, those are some tough ball, you know, playing against some of those guys, and those guys have been in every environment you can imagine, and they've been playing against some of the best players in the country, and the thing you like is they're going to walk on a floor, and they're not going to be awed or intimidated by anybody.
0: Quincy Lewis joining us in Studio B as we look ahead to BYU basketball. Obviously, the Lone Peak 3, a headliner for the Cougars as they push towards the next season. But for those not involved in the Lone Peak 3, uh, like Elijah Bryant, what kind of a player? I mean, we've seen him play a little bit, but you've gotten to see him play a lot in practice in his you know redshirt year, if you will. What kind of a player will Elijah Bryant be at BYU?
1: You know what, I think he's got a chance to be a really, really good player. And, you know, you see kids play, you know, a, on a scout squad situation where maybe all the pressure isn't on them, and he was outstanding in our practices this year. I mean, he was very, very good. But the thing that makes you feel really good about Elijah is that he's played Division One basketball. He was the freshman of the year in the Colonial and, and really came on and put up some really big numbers uh, the second half of that year. And so you've got a little bit behind everything that you saw in practice. And uh, with what his ability to pass is, and he's, I mean, he can do so many things, scoring, I think he's just a, a great fit with everything that we've got.
2: How much of the recovery uh, plan for return missionaries, which you have several this year, uh, Mika, Haas, Dash Trip, uh is determined by you versus the player and his family?
1: You know what, I, uh, from what I understand, and this is something I actually talked to Marty about a long time ago, is when Tyler came back, kind of came up with a plan that was going to be the best thing for return missionaries to do to really come back without getting hurt, you know, because you just don't want to throw them in there and, and have them going, and then all of a sudden they're hurt in a week because they haven't played for two years. And and so this is something that we do with every, every kid who comes off a mission. And... uh you know, it's going to be a four to six week process of of really getting their body back in in shape and feeling good again before we really let them get out and, you know, get into five on five or one on one or anything like that.
2: Is that a, uh, is that one that you've kind of, you say, here's kind of the template and you can base it up how you want to do it, like that the program has for return missionaries?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So they'll have a workout that they're doing, you know, not, not just a strength and conditioning workout, but they'll have a, you know, a basketball workout that, you know, uh, that they can do. Um, but like I said, uh, we scale it back just a little bit, to just help that transition. And boy, the more you look at it, the, I think it's just a smart, smart thing to do.
0: Quincy, always great to talk to you. We appreciate the time in Studio B. Uh, good luck in your half-court shootoff against Jerem.
1: Yeah, we'll see you in the Marriott Center, punk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to get a little bit nasty with you, punk. <laughs>
0: let's, let's go. Half-court shots. And if you win that one, you avoid the picture, but uh, after that, may, maybe in the Marriott Center annex with your former lone Peak yeah. players. Yeah, okay, I like it. I like okay, it. Something. Okay, Quincy, thanks again for the time. Alright, good to be here. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we dive into more of your Twitter responses. How many BYU football players do you want to see drafted each year also the most drafted position out of BYU football in the first three rounds and it's not quarterback stay with us welcome back sports friends Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in radio vision live on BYU radio simulcast on BYU TV presented by the BYU store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere great interview with BYU basketball assistant coach Quincy Lewis just minutes ago. He's kind of a punk, but yeah, we love when he comes in. He's going to get nasty <laughs> when just, it comes to that half-court shootout in I'm the summer. Kidding.
2: No, that'll be fun.
0: Hey, follow us on social media.
2: Twitter, at BYU Sports Nation. Snapchat, or Snapchat uh, BYUSN. <laughs> Facebook, BYU Sports Nation. And Instagram, BYU Sports Nation. You might well. be onto
0: something there. Snapchat. Snapchat.
2: Uh, a couple years ago when I was calling a baseball game, Corey Snyder, a uh, legendary BYU baseball player, played in the major leagues for a long time. He... Uh, he was he was in at Miller Park, so I was trying to say hey Corey Snyder's here and I said Corey Schneider. Oh yeah. Schneider yeah, Cory Schneider Rob Schneider. <laughs> you can do it. Yeah.
0: Today's BYU Sports Nation headlines left off by or Led off rather by BYU baseball. They beat Gonzaga eleven to two last night, thanks to another pitching gem from Mike Rucker. He went seven innings, struck out six, only gave up one earned run, only walked one. He's now nine and zero this season as a starter. That is the most wins by any starting pitcher in all the land. Game two tonight, BYU Gonzaga, eight Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio.
2: At Mike Ruck twenty seven, Michael Rucker tweeted last night the following. I tell you what, the grass is greener on this side of the fence. Fantastic win tonight, boys. Hashtag, sorry, not sorry, hashtag, wet, lather, rinse, repeat. Yes. Boom goes the dynamite. Wow! Going after his old team, Gonzaga. As opposed to Gonzaga. I give my stamp of approval. (laughs) Corey Schneider. Bronson Kifusi is expected to be drafted tonight into the NFL on ESPN and NFL Network, 7 Eastern time. The latest Sports Illustrated mock draft has Kafusi being drafted in the third round... With the 95th pick to the Detroit Lions. I think that's Lo- too low.
0: I think, to too l- I think it's too low.
2: Tonight, or it, Coming up, we'll tell you in a second uh, where we think he'll be picked. What team and what pick. We're playing closest to the pin on that. You still
0: haven't decided what you're going to get. I don't know. I was trying to think of something that I want. I'm like, what do I want from Jerem that is meaningful to him that he would have a hard time giving up? <laughs> you have some things in mind that you're thinking of that you're not going to tell me.
2: Well, just, I'm just thinking about that shooting shirt. That's all I'm thinking about. And, <laughs> I got a thing. Corey Schneider.
0: BYU softball has a doubleheader at Pacific starting at 7 Eastern. The Cougars are rolling right now. They've won five consecutive. They're going to try and make it seven, 6, 7, and 8 against the Tigers on the road. In a minor league update,
2: Jacob Hanneman of the Tennessee Schmokies <laughs> went 2 for 5 last night with a home run and two runs. <laughs>
0: Oh goodness. Our Twitter question today. How many BYU football players do you want to see drafted each year? At BYU Fan 1995 says 5 to 10. <laughs> at least 5 drafted, what? 10 total to include free agent signings. Five? With our new coaches, this is possible. Remind the people what it was at this the pinnacle. This is possible? At the pinnacle in the last 30 years, Jerry. This is
2: possible? No, this is impossible. 98 to 2003. Was the highest six-year set ever for BYU? It was an average of three a year, eighty-one to eighty-five. I don't know. Jim McMahon, Steve, Steve Young, Young, Robbie Bosco, Trevor Maddich, all these guys. Glenn
0: Kozlowski.
2: It was two point three in the, within the first seven. Five is impossible.
0: Wow, five. Go ahead, to put 10. it on a bulletin
2: board. Put on the four K blue then, goggles. Listen, multiple would be amazing. One point five. Is
0: that is that two? Yeah, this is, this is a, two, maybe a little bit more. 2.2. Yes, okay. the regular size. This is five. These okay. are the slim fit blue goggles.
2: And this, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. The, the massive ones is ten guys wow. with the free agents. Yeah, too much. I'm, That's so many picks. I'm sorry to crush your dreams, but I, I got to throw out the numbers. I really do.
0: Now, BYU for years was known as quarterback U. You want another reality check? That is not the position that has had the most success when it comes to early round draft picks. And that brings us to a second stat of the day because we're feeling good on a Friday.
1: It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of
2: the day. BYU has had more defensive ends drafted in the first three rounds than any other position. Seven. Six quarterbacks, seven defensive ends. Defensive ends? And it's going to be Eight. After tonight, Bronson today. After tonight. That's a little surprising to me, right? I mean, quarterback, uh, there are more pass rushers than there are quarterbacks, period, right? Because there are two, at least two defensive ends on every single NFL team. Wow. But there's only, you know, X amount of starting, talking starters, quarterbacks. 32. More
0: defensive ends drafted in the first three rounds out of BYU than any other position, That's including pretty, quarterbacks. That shocked
2: me. Reggie Lewis, one of our graduating production assistants, brought that to the table. He's a line producer today. Okay. Awesome.
0: By the way, we asked Quincy Lewis if he knew the answer. Like, he's like, hey, I, I, is it defensive said line? said defensive line, yeah. Right. And we're talking Whoa.
2: specifically defensive ends, but yeah, he, he got it. So he was on it. He, he, uh, I'll give him credit for that. He did uh, answer
0: that question. <laughs> the, punk the punk side Quincy, of him. The punky side of him. Not taken into uh, yeah, consideration yeah. in that. Okay, <laughs> let's refresh where we have... Is Quincy Lewis like Ska? Maybe. Let's refresh me uh, where we have Bronson Kafusi being drafted. For those that missed the show yesterday, we both where put a number and a team. Yeah, where were you? A number and a team associated with where we think Bronson will be drafted.
2: Third round, eighty eighth to the Packers. Okay, I'm feeling it with you know the spirit of Brady Papinga and Vic Soto and Lambo and the Tundra and uh, eighty eighth to the Packers. What I'm thinking, NFC North, baby. What about Mitch Matthews? Mitch Matthews, I hope he gets drafted, but i I think he'll go undrafted.
0: You think you're, So you're saying Mitch Matthews undrafted.
2: I hope that he's drafted, but my prediction is that he will go undrafted. Right.
0: Hope different than expectations. Yeah. No, I want, I want lots
2: of draft picks. See, I want five a year like at <laughs> fan 1995 That's what I want. That's not what I think will happen.
0: I think Bronson's not going to go that well. I say late second round. I am intrigued because the New England Patriots have two late second round picks. They pick 60th and 61st, and they need a defensive end. I would
2: love for him to go to the Patriots. That would be awesome.
0: There's a chance he could play in a Super Bowl. It's the second very soon. best team in the NFL, behind the Seahawks. Of course, come on, man. If Bronson doesn't go to the Patriots, uh, just the word around the street from NFL experts the last word on night on University Parkway, the Chicago Bears very interested at Bronson, early third round pick, and also the Atlanta Falcons have a second and third round pick that could go to Bronson Kafuzi. So I think it's the Patriots, but the Bears and Falcons reportedly very interested in what Bronson brings to the table. What's
2: exciting is that he will be drafted, and it's going to happen tonight. So that's awesome. Do you get this feeling, right? Like, oh, it's cool. There's going to be BYU got drafted. We're going to see that name. There's excitement. It'd be nice to have more than one with that feeling, right? The the one. He's going to be the third pick in the last six years.
0: I think that BYU will have four picks in the last six years because Mitch Matthews is going to get drafted in the seventh round by the Green Bay Packers. Mm. They like him. They think he can learn, perhaps, from the guy he's being compared to most in the NFL, and that is Jordy, Jordy Nelson. Nelson. Hmm. Athletic, tall, good hands. Great hair. Go get the ball. You don't think Mitch Matthews— From the Matthews, 503? You don't think Aaron Rodgers would benefit by having a six-six athletic guy throwing to him in the red zone? Another big, strong red zone target?
2: I just feel—if that scares, I just feel bad a little bit because, hey, the tundra— of Lambo in December and January? That is rough, man. <laughs> in Wisconsin? That would be really rough for Mitch Matthews in Wisconsin at that time of year.
0: There are 255, I think, picks in the NFL Draft this Depends year. Depends how many of the Patriots concede. You know what I'm saying? Mitch Matthews is number 272 on Mel Kuyper ESPN NFL Draft. That's so he's, he's right boy. there. He's right yeah, there I that could you. go in the seventh round. I and I know you. the Packers really like him.
2: I think this would be really good to have multiple draft picks this year because <sighs> that could start what we're talking about, which is... Two! Okay, get a couple. Because next... Next year, and let's not broach this now, but later, what, is, what does BYU have next year in the draft? Does BYU have multiple? Like does, if Nick Kurtz has a breakout year, is he in there? Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams, Yeah, Harvey we'll Longhi, discuss all these guys? this at length. Next week. Just Mo- not right now. Monday's busy. We're going to be covering, who g- did Mitch Matthews get drafted? Where did Bronson Cafusi go? Who are the free agent signings? Who's going to make a 53-man roster? Monday's show is going to be awesome.
0: And how many NFL draft picks will next year's team produce for the National Football League? You know what? Let's just worry about first things first. Countdown to the Wildcats! 127! 127 days away from BYU and Arizona to open the 2016 college football season for the Cougars. Cactus kickoff. Four months, man. We're like four months away. Next week? And fall camp opens in three months. It's really not that far away. Three months?! The West Coast Conference Freshman of the Year and Player of the Year, Rose Wong, joins us next. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from the Studio Bizzle. It's a Friday, Jeremy. i got to go there. Do it. If you miss an episode it's of the show live, catch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 Eastern. Shout out to Snoop.
2: Yeah, and shout out to at BYUFan1995, who I, I kind of, you know, laid into him a little bit. He said, the question asked was what we wanted, not I gave my want, not what I actually think will happen. Oh, well so that's played, true. good that's response. True. Yeah, that is true. Good response. That's almost as good as Corey Schneider. Hey, baseball tonight plays Gonzaga in game two at 8 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. This, this is a really important game for BYU uh, tonight, so check it out at 8 Eastern time.
0: If they win the series, I think they've got a really good shot to win the regular season league title. They got to win this series against Gonzaga. It'd be awesome
2: to get some hard way. Although the tournament title is, is more important
0: to get the auto bid. Yeah. How many BYU football players do you want <laughs> to see drafted each year? At BYU fan nineteen ninety five wants five to ten. Wants being the operative word. At Pruny Max says two to three is a realistic number. Quarterback, offensive lineman, and defensive lineman.
2: Yeah, the interior. Blaine Folly talked about it earlier this week that he thinks that the interior. Of the lines is where BYU can produce some guys again. Get some old linemen
0: The D-line, that's happening. Will there ever be like a PGA draft or like an LPGA draft? Like a golf draft? Wouldn't that be fun?
2: BYU has some good golfers.
0: Absolutely. And we are joined by one of them right now. In fact, she's the freshman of the year. Not only that, but the player of the year. Oh, and she was her high school valedictorian. Rose Swang with us in Studio B. Rose, welcome to the show. (laughs) I gotta be honest with you Um, I don't know that I've ever felt worse about my lack of accomplishments in life (laughs) Compared to you after that introduction Is there anything that you do bad?
3: Um. Basically every sport besides golf. <laughs> I'm like the least athletic person on the team. <laughs> well,
2: that's why we brought you in, because you're the WCC golfer of the year. So we don't have to talk about those <laughs> others, luckily. But congratulations on the uh, WCC championship. What was it like to kind of unseat Pepperdine, who would run 14 straight and then BYU wins it?
3: That was really amazing because, I mean, they had the 14-year win streak, and we finally ended it for them. <laughs> and so that just means how good of a team we are. Because like this year, we're we have really special players, and I'm just really glad that we all came together and did it. <laughs>
0: what were your nerves like, uh, both as an individual and as a team, on that final day? Because you had an 11-stroke lead as a team going into the final round, and then Gonzag, I think it was, starts to play out of their minds, yeah, <laughs> and it starts to get closer and closer. So, how were the emotions for you as it kind of came down to the end?
3: Well, I had no idea that Gonzaga was close. I still thought Pepperdine was in the game because, I mean, I never thought Gonzaga would be able to do it because they lost one player after the first day. She ended up withdrawing from the tournament, so they were at a disadvantage. But the thing was, like, the Gonzaga girl in my group, Bianca, who got also got co freshman of the year. She was playing really well that day, like birdie after birdie and sinking all those putts. But I just didn't realize that her team was doing well yeah. <laughs> until I finished. And so at the end I was like literally shaking because I didn't know what the <laughs> scores were at and I was just like with my teammates watching Leah, the last finisher, and we were just really nervous. The
0: pressure's been in so intense <laughs> in that game. Oh, yeah.
3: Man.
2: And we, we had Carrie Roberts on Monday. She told us that you were going to find out that day about uh, the NCAA regionals or championships. We haven't followed up on that. Where are you guys going?
3: We're going to Baton Rouge, Louisiana nice. at LSU's home course. When is that? Uh we fly on Tuesday and the tournament starts on Thursday. Okay. So Thursday, awesome. Friday, Saturday.
0: What kind of yeah, what kind of confidence level do you do you have right now going to a place like Baton Rouge, Louisiana?
3: Well, it's definitely different from the usual places we go to for tournaments, but I think we're really good as a team and we're definitely ready. Like I've spent enough time with these girls to know that they're mentally strong and they're Physical golf games are really, really good. So it's gonna be a lot of fun.
2: <laughs> well good luck with that. That's that's exciting. Your your journey to BYU has been a fun one because you're born in China, you grew up in I guess Honolulu, right? Mm-hmm. How'd you make it to BYU?
3: Oh, that's a good question. (laughs) Because when I was growing up and learning to play golf and like gradually getting better, I didn't really think I would end up at BYU. It was always kind of in the back of my mind because my parents, they're kind of connected to the whole BYU comedian stuff. But I always thought I would go to like a school in California, but, um,. The coaches, they reached out to me, and I took a visit, and I just fell in love with the girls on the team, the campus. I really like Coach Carey, and just everything seemed perfect for me. So And the academics, too. I love the academics.
0: We had the championship trophy uh, in Studio B with Coach Roberts, and on behalf of her and Jeremy and myself and all of BYU Sports Nation, thank you for choosing BYU Rose. Yes. <laughs> 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 yes.
2: That was a good choice. I also came to BYU for the academics. I didn't know it at the time,
0: but I did, yeah. When did you start playing golf?
3: I started when I was 8 years old.
0: Did you know you were good right <laughs> away? or I mean, how oh. long did it take you to be like, wow, I'm, I might have something here?
3: Well, it, I started playing in tournaments when I was 10. And the thing is, I actually did pretty well in my first junior tournament. I think I came in second place. and
0: In your first tournament? Yeah. Wow. <laughs>
3: and it was it was fun because I got to play with two of my friends. And the funny thing is, one other girl in that group, in that tournament with me, she's actually signed to be on our team in 2016. My really, really good friend, Aiko Leong, and she's really good too. So. Now, did
0: you have anything to do with her coming to BYU Rose? <laughs>
3: Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: can you play golf for fun
3: um yeah can you golf
2: we've had this discussion (laughs) you can't say not golfing it's not golfing technically speaking it's golf to play golf can can you play golf for fun
3: i think i can at this point though it's a little bit hard because i'm always thinking about trying to get better and like Mm. i put a substantial amount of pressure on myself but i think that when it's, like, not tournament season and I'm more relaxed, I do enjoy it.
0: Okay, a couple of quick questions before we let you go. How far do you drive the golf ball?
3: Oh, I'm not a long hitter. <laughs>
0: that doesn't matter.
3: <laughs> well, probably, like, 240 yards. Oh,
0: because that's so bad, Rose. <laughs> okay. And what are your pro aspirations in the sport?
3: Well, I definitely... I'm very focused on my academics, Mm -hmm. and I really want to major in accounting. So I still have to, like, get in the business school first, but I'll see how that goes. And then if I do get better and better at golf, I probably will try to play golf after college, but I really want to, like, focus on accounting as well. So, I'll see.
0: Perhaps on the Futures <laughs> Tour on LP, and, and then to the LPGA. You know what? You've got a lot going on. And so, uh, we want to give you some BYU Sports Nation karma uh, for the approaching NCAA regionals. <laughs> so, you play well. I mean, you're already really good conference player of the year. Uh, <laughs> but this will, will boost your performance in Baton Rouge. And uh, we'd like you to sign our stretch wide flag as well.
2: Yeah. Go ahead oh, and sign it right now if you want. Thank you. Rose Swan, hey, freshman
0: and player of the year in the West Coast Conference. Also, from what I can tell, one of the nicest people among the seven billion humans on the earth right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. <laughs> the Cougar Whip Around hits next. Stay with us. BYU Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Jerome? Let's whip it. Okay. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football.
2: Lebronson Kafusi is expected to be drafted tonight into the NFL. Watch it 7 Eastern time on ESPN and the NFL Network. Also, the latest Sports Illustrated mock draft has Kafusi being drafted in the third round with the 95th pick to the Detroit Lions. <laughs> Baseball.
0: BYU beat Gonzaga in game one of a three-game set, 11-2. to Mike Rucker, one again. Yawn. He's 9-0, and leads the country, and wins as a starting pitcher. Game two tonight on BYU TV, 8 Eastern.
1: Softball.
2: Brigham has a doubleheader at Pacific at 7 Eastern. Track and fill.
0: The pen Relays continue today in Philadelphia. Part of the team will also attend the Utah-Idaho border clash in Boise, Idaho.
2: Golf. We learned today from Rose Huang that the women's team is headed to Baton Rouge
0: for the NCAA Regionals next Thursday. Good luck. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter help When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Jeremy, we'll gets it? Mike Rucker. What a performance last night. Holy cow. How many BYU football players do you want to see drafted each year? Our Elite Tweet of the Day from at (laughs) DanielA01271016. More than Utah, Utah State, and Boise State. You know, all of the Cougar rivals. That'd be
2: nice. Thanks to Quincy Lewis, Rose Huang,
0: and everyone on our crew. Conversation continues on Twitter. Use hashtag BYUSN. The show is always on demand, people. Download the audio podcast on iTunes or the TuneIn app. Blue goggles for Jerem as he heads into the weekend.